Hello and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright, Mark Anthony Rossi. In our fourth year, we continue to explore the meaning of being an artist in an ever-changing digital world. Now, without further ado, here is your host. Hi, folks, and this is Mark Anthony Rossi, and welcome back to Strength to be Human. I'm a poet, player, and playwright. Host of the show now, going on almost five years. So we're doing episode 251, Stupid Terms for Stupid People. Now, one of the, one of the problems, because, you know, there's a lot of beautiful things about language, but one of the problems with language sometimes, because it has a dark side, you know, like anything in life, is that folks can make up terms that hide the pain and the truth of something. And I don't mean that in a good way, where you're trying to spare somebody, you know, out of compassion or mercy. I mean, because you're trying to deceive them or you're trying to lessen your responsibility of, of, of the bad junk that's going on that you might be involved in. And language is used that way. It's used that way sometimes in commercial aspects to trick people. Sometimes it's used by dictatorships in order to make things look better than they really are. You know, a lot of the old communist dictatorships, even China does that to this day. And of course, in America here, we constantly, especially in the year 2022 over here, we constantly come up with these new terms they don't really mean anything other than what they do is they wind up hurting people rather than helping others. You cannot, I don't care what, what, what category we're talking about, race, sex, whatever, you cannot help one group by beating up on another. Okay? You cannot claim I'm against bigotry while you're being bigoted. Okay? Because once you do that, you invalidate everything you're saying you're doing. It, it just means that Whatever you're saying now has no integrity, has no real meaning, and you just walked right into the political mess that's out there. And the reason it's out there is because people, some for some reason, they just refuse to be honest. I'm telling you something. I don't care if you're in a position that I agree with or not. You should be able to state it where we can see it transparently. It should not be something that's held secret. Because then it just tells me there that you don't really have any integrity. You don't really even believe what you're saying or trying to do because you can't even come out with it. You know, it's like being the, the, the Ku Klux Klan of, of terminology. And that's how a lot of these things come about. Alright, so let's go on with the first one over here. A brand new one, okay? Incredibly enough, these are all pretty much new terms. Alright? Suboptimal judgment. Believe that. That's the new term now. If you accidentally kill somebody on an operating table, of course you can also use it for other things too. Basically, if you do something that would be considered malpractice as an attorney, as a as a doctor, hell, probably as a mechanic, you know, you you just didn't injure somebody. You just didn't commit malpractice. You just didn't commit a, a version of fraud. No, you you had suboptimal judgment. It's 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 actually a ridiculous term. But this is the sort of things that people make up these days. You hear that, you could just right away say, you know, that's just dumb. I I'm sorry to say, but if you're, if you're dumb enough to make the mistake, you need to be able to be brave enough to own up to it and get, and get it, and get it resolved. Period. 
using this terminology, not helpful. I'm sure the doctor themselves in this particular issue didn't use this. It was more of the administration. But again, that just tries to shield them from the rest of their, hey, you operate in the hospital, you do something wrong, you're, you're hurting not only your name, but you're hurting the hospital's name. That's the way it works. I don't care what the administration tries to say you do. To minimize that, there is no minimizing that. That's that's a dangerous thing. All right, next. Definitely beyond the pet peeve on this one. Birthing person. I know this is supposed to be something controversial out there, but it's not. It's actually idiotic. It's part of the reasons why I call this this this, this show a stupid terms in stupid times. Because that's exactly what this. This is a stupid term. Because what it does is... In order to satisfy some strange urge in the transgender community, and the urge makes no sense to me because there's nothing wrong with you trying to have a baby if you're a transgender person. There's simply nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that. Do what you got to do. What I have a problem with is that you, you use this term and you person on somebody who's a woman who traditionally has a baby, okay? And now she can't even be a female anymore. She can't be a woman. She can't even be called the mother. She has to be called the birthing person. Because somehow this, this needs to equate what you're doing. There is no equation to it, okay? There simply isn't. She's a mother. And why can't you be called the mother? Well, because I still have the, um, the male outlook of my operation, but I kept the internal part so that I can have a baby for my... Uh, loving relationship, I mean. Oh, I understand why you can't just say that. In fact, why can't you even be called a mother or a father in this situation, even if you gave birth? Hey, I gave birth, but I'm a father because I, I changed my gender to male. That's not that complicated to understand. We're all adults over here. I don't understand why you have to malign a, a, a half a billion people or more who call themselves mothers so that everybody can be called a birthing person. This is completely idiotic. And this is what damages, okay? It damages the civil rights cause of a lot of places and a lot of people because of this this difficult and idiotic terminology. That is not only unfair, but it's actually insulting. In fact, I actually think it's not just insulting to mothers. I think this term is insulting to transgender people. Why the hell should you be called a birthing person? Call yourself a mother or a father. You have the authority to do so. And we can't say anything about that. Fine, go for it. Why is it this complicated? This is how things become hateful. This is how things become bigoted. This is how people get more confused about that particular community because of this kind of idiotic terminology. You're not helping yourself. You're actually hurting yourself. And you're hurting your cause. Next, uh, again, coming from that community, chest feeding. So, you might have somebody, again, this is not that complicated, who's changed their gender to male, but they didn't change their insides because they wanted to have a, a baby, okay? Now they have a baby, they don't have breasts because even when breasts can be reconstructed, they can't be uh, constructed to have actual breast milk. Only somebody who's naturally a female can do that. So I don't understand why you have to rob somebody's term of breastfeeding so now this could be called chest feeding because you now have an artificial apparatus on you that has a little nipple in a bottle and you're feeding the baby. It doesn't need to be called anything other than, you, you, why can't even you call that breastfeeding? Do you really need to have a natural breast 
to still call it breastfeeding? If the if the apparatus is on your chest and it's coming from a nipple and there's milk in it, in many cases, you can actually uh, get milk donated from other women and sometimes they even have milk banks out there. It can even be real milk in there. It doesn't have to be formula. Why can't you just call it breastfeeding? I'm not going to have a problem with it. It's what's happening. Again, you're hurting other people and what they're doing so somehow you can equalize this. It makes no sense. Hurting your cause. Idiotic term. Next. Going back to the same unfortunate community in this situation. Non-birthing parent. So, first, the person can't be a mother. Now they, they have to be a non-birthing parent. Basically meaning that if the person is the... I guess if you want to call it the sperm donor in the arrangement or the father, they can't be that anymore. Now they have to just be a non-birthing parent. Hey, hey, are you, are you the father? No, I'm a non-birthing parent. This is actually one of the most idiotic terms that I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay? This is even more dumber than downsizing. Remember when corporate used to use that a long time ago? 20, 30 years ago? Well, we're not making, we're not laying people off. We're downsizing. Yeah, okay. Same crap. Just sneaky word. Again, this is actually offensive. Downsizing is dumb. I don't like it, but it's not really offensive. This is actually offensive because you, you're robbing somebody of their own official title. Again, no one says you can't call yourself in the transgender community or a relationship or father and mother. You can pick whatever you want you want. Why can't you? Hmm? I don't know. Are you insecure? Is this some kind of an issue? You should be able to do that. No one's telling you you can't, but yourselves. That's the problem. Somebody needs to grow up in this deal. I'll tell you that now. Human milk. Yeah, because you don't like the idea that you don't have breasts that can produce milk, now you can't call it breast milk anymore. It has to be called human milk. Again, it's not really an insulting term, but it's just simply a stupid term. We, we got what that is. Human milk. We got it. Okay? Not, there's no reason why it can't be called breast milk. I'm not really totally against the human milk term, but I just don't like the context of it. Because, again, it looks like you're insecure. It looks like you're hiding something. I don't know. You're the one that acts to be transgender. You're the one that acts to change your gender. Okay? Fine. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. And you're also asking that people accept this decision. You're going to get a lot of people that do. You're going to get a lot of people that don't. That's just life in general for anything. Okay? You could choose to be a plumber and you're going to find people looking down on you. But you're still a plumber and you like what you're doing and you're proud of it. So, it's nothing different than any other decision you make in your life. So, I don't know what this insecurity is about. I really don't. Next one over here. And this is the one that really gets in my claw because it's idiotic. It really is. White fragility. Now, I'm telling you something, folks. We continually have these arguments and, and, and debates and blah, blah, blah about race all day long in this country. It's idiotic. It really is. Because no country, and you can look on this on, on the record and the Internet. You can find it anywhere you want. No country but America has done the most, the most, to rectify their racial issues. Now, I'm not saying we're there yet, okay? Because we're not. But I am saying that we have done the most of anybody. You cannot put anybody next to America and both the statutes that are on the books, the laws, the various things we try to do on a corporate basis, on a political basis, uh, hell, on a daily basis. We've done 
just about everything you could possibly think of to do. So it's not like we deserve the, uh, the, the title of ignoring it. Or it's not like everybody who happens to be white or something else has to be called some kind of a name. They all must be racist. It's idiotic. So this whole right, right fragility, you shouldn't even be using this. If you think somebody's fragile, then call them a fragile. But if you're going to use that term against an entire group, well, then guess what? You're committing racism. You're all a racist, and this is a bigoted term, period. I should not be called the white author. I'm an author. Just like you shouldn't be called a black lawyer. Okay? Or, or a Puerto Rican hairdresser. It's just idiotic. You're a hairdresser. Do my hair. You're a lawyer. Help defend me. You're an author. Write your damn book. When you got to put some kind of racial cognitation on top of something, that's where you start getting yourself in trouble. Because, in the end, you, you're buying right into the same things you say you're not into. And that's really the problem with a lot of these terminologies of the people that support these sort of things. Well, guess what? When you support these kind of terminologies, you're actually feeding into the very same thing you said you wasn't. Okay? It's like being a fireman or a firewoman. Okay? There you go. And you're against fires and you spend your whole life defending uh, the structures from being burnt down and trying to put the fire out and saving people. You know, and then, you know, later on you went around and, and you, you set buildings on fire. It's that idiotic to do something like that. These terms make no sense. I tell you, if you want to break it down more psychologically, and I honestly think that there's some psychological uh, psychology to something like this, you, you, you have to wonder how insecure you are. You really do. Because you should be able to see through that this stuff makes no sense at all. Other than you, you wind up hurting somebody. You're hurting somebody else. You're hurting the opposite. The same things you're saying or supposedly hurting you, now you're hurting them. So I don't know. It is, is, is there a revenge motive in this? That, uh, that's what I wonder. Is it a revenge motive? If it's insecurity? Is it just uh, your way to be angry and bigoted? Because none of those things helps the cause. None. Alright. Next one over here. Family. Now, there's nothing wrong with the word family. But there is a million things wrong the way it's constantly being used. Okay? And it, it, just, it drives me crazy. Okay? Guess what, folks? A family is a loving unit as you make it. I don't necessarily say that you need to have a male and a female, you know, two children and a cat and a goldfish in your family. If you're two guys and you're in a loving relationship and you don't even have any children and maybe you just have a couple pets, you have a family, it's pretty much what you want to call it. I don't have an issue with that because that's in your own house and your own privacy. That has nothing to do with me at all. I do have a problem, though, when people constantly use this term to defend their dumb actions. We got way too many people out here using this thing talking about family legislation or family values or the family ethics or family morality and, and they're constantly doing things that have nothing to do with the family, okay? Please do not talk to me about family if you're running around cheating on your spouse every five minutes, okay? Because I don't want to hear that stuff from you, all right? I don't want to hear how you're against abortion and, and, and you're going over there, 
you know, uh, helping girlfriends have abortions secretly, but now it's not so secret. You can't be any more hypocritical than that. And I really, really don't want to hear about family when that's becoming an excuse because you want to leave a tough job because you can't get reelected anymore. Or you just can't hack it anymore. You just hate it. I don't know. I want you to come out and say it. I don't want to serve my district anymore because, you know, I'm tired of the rigmarole. I'm tired of not getting anything done. I'm tired of having to raise money. I don't know. I'd love for people to say that once in a while. Something actually honest or then crap about, you know, um, I just want to spend more time with my family. Because I'm telling you, 99% of people that use this term, they're lying. And why use your family in a, in a lie? If you care about your family so much and you have so much respect for them, don't piss on them. Okay? Don't poop on them with this kind of terminology, with this ridiculous context. All right? And I know there's no law against adultery. Well, at least in the civilian world. But guess what? It's not exactly a, a useful social function. And yeah, it, it is something of an ethical, uh, a moral aversion. And yeah, I, I will judge people. I don't like people that do that sort of stuff. I don't have them in my personal orbit, in my personal relationships. I just don't. I don't want to be around people like that. Period. That's who I am. I don't care. You're judgmental. Well, damn right. There's some things we should be judgmental about. And if you're going to engage in that kind of behavior, don't talk about family stuff, please. Because I, I don't want to hear that. Because if you don't like the relationship you're in, guess what? We're a free society. You can leave the relationship. Now, in a religious sense, if you're a religious person, you can't even engage in sexual behavior with somebody until the marriage has been annulled, until the marriage has been officially divorced. Otherwise, you're committing adultery because even when you're separated, you're still married. Okay? And if you're a religious person, that's, that's, how, that's the rule that you have to follow. If you're not a religious person, and quite frankly, you're officially separated, I guess you could do whatever you want then because there isn't a, 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 a real ethical or moral component to it because the moment you're separated with pending a divorce, then I guess you're free to do what you want. So that's really only two distinctions there. But the term is used way too often. It really is. And I, I just, I guess, get tired of it because people, they, they see through that stuff and oftentimes they chuckle. The moment you hear somebody that say that, the first things out of their mouth, especially when they're politicians. Yeah, I'm not choosing to uh, run for election because I need to spend more time with my family. It's just, I, I tell you, I, I might write a letter to somebody who actually tells the truth. One day on that issue, literally go up there and say, listen, man, I don't see the point of this job. If I constantly got to raise money, I can't get the, half the stuff I want to get done. You know, the Congress is intransient and I'm not really sure that, you know, I'm getting across what I want to get done. Maybe somebody else can do a better job in this thing. You know, peace out. Have a good day. I mean, it would be refreshing. I'm, I'm serious. It would be. Just to hear the truth once in a while. And you wonder why we have so many problems in the world. That's why I constantly tell writers, write things that are original. Write things that are honest. And it can be visceral. Something that's important to say. And believe it or not, if you just speak the truth in your writing, that in itself is important because we live in a world that's so much against the truth, that so much wants to go the opposite direction, that so much wants to hide it. 
and cover it up and deceive you or, or spin it in a way that doesn't have so much of a harsh impact that just speaking something plainly true is itself an act of rebellion. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, I'm a rebel because I speak the truth. It's, 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 a, it's a poor comment on society. It really is. But unfortunately, this is how a lot of the world is these days. That's just the truth. I wish it wasn't that way, believe me. Because it, it, it's, it's extremely uh, sad, especially if you're a parent and you're trying to instruct your children the best you can you know, on how they should conduct themselves and what they should be honest about and etc. And, and it's, it's, it's difficult to do. I, I had a situation I know with my son one time where, you know, he asked about that and he had mentioned that, listen, that, you know, to do this means that this person is probably not going to want to be my friend anymore if I'm straight with them about it. I'm like, well, you got it. If their behavior is something that causes you to have an issue, if it causes you to possibly be associated with somebody that you don't want that behavior to be associated with you, well, you got to tell them that. Hey, either you're going to stop this behavior or I, I can't be associated with you. This is why, blah, blah, blah. That's life. It's best to learn that now before you become an adult. Period. That's what you got to do. I remember, and maybe other people remember this too, but I don't know. I, we're all very different about it. But I remember more tolerant of people you know that drank and partied and maybe even swung around on their girlfriends or wives or something when I was a single guy because it didn't have the same impact on me I mean I wasn't exactly liking the behavior that much but I was willing to tolerate it and willing to look the other way but when I became married man it was different and I had children it was different I couldn't have around people that are going to go around partying and getting drunk all the damn time that's not somebody I wanted to hang with anymore it's not the kind of life I wanted to have any longer. You know? And I certainly didn't want to be around somebody that was cheating on his spouse. Especially if their spouse was in my uh, my own personal or, or orbit, so to speak. You know, I, I God knows I don't want to be in a position where I, I, I know this now. And, and I have to always, you know, say something different. Or, or, or even by, uh, by accident or, or by omission, you know, support that kind of behavior. I, I don't. So it's like those people, they, they got to go. Period. You know, we have to do it. That's what that's what tough choices are making on, on how we want to conduct ourselves. But that's what it is. Okay, I, I I'm certainly not somebody that believes in adultery. I never have done something like that, and I'm not a teetotaler. I don't mind having a drink now and then, but uh, I, I'm no longer at the age bracket or, or, or in the social you know you know area where I you know, I need to go to a club and get drunk, or I need to go to a bar and get drunk. Hell, half the times I have a few drinks at the house, I'm not drunk. It's just a few drinks every every so often. But hey, I don't need to do that kind of thing anymore. I don't have the time for it. I really don't have the, you know, the patience for it, and I don't have the family structure. I, I certainly don't want my kids looking at that going, "What the hell happened to him? He's got he's drunk." It's just a bad example all the way around. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, you know, I used to do that same kind of behavior when I was younger, and it was no big deal. But things change. And when things change, you have to learn to change with them. And as writers, folks, you got to be careful with the behavior you use. You don't want to be, 
you know, co-opting and using some of these these stupid terms. Okay, this stuff, these terms I just told you over here, and I'll, I'll give you the, the list right here. Suboptimal judgment, birthing person, chest feeding, non-birthing parent, human milk, white fragility, family. These are terms right over here that can be used in a harsh and deceptive and even bigoted manner. And, and they're wrong. Is this the dark side of language? That's why this show is called the stupid terms for stupid people. I ought to call it that, but it's stupid terms for stupid times. But I tell you right now, I, I do believe personally and otherwise, if you use terms like this, you, you, you're going to wind up becoming a stupid person because it makes no sense to use them. You're only hurting yourself and you, you wind up putting down and hurting other people, which is, it's incredibly, incredibly ironic because the geniuses that come up with these terms are thinking that somehow they're protecting a group of people, but in the end, what are they doing? They're actually mocking that group by, by giving them special terms rather than just having normal language with them. And then on the other end of it all, they're putting down an entirely different group. That's what it is. And that's how it would become. You've seen people right now, whether it's Black Lives Matter or other organizations, their entire organization is based on putting other people down in order to support whatever they're talking about. How are you going to be against racism if you're acting racist? You see that oftentimes with feminism in the, in the most militant forms. You know, the basic definition of, of feminism, every reasonable guy out there can easily support. Uh, I should be paid the same as man. You're damn right. I have no problem with that since the day I was born to the day I'll die. It makes complete sense to me. It's only fair. You're doing the same job. Damn right. You should be paid the same way. I don't have any problem with that at all. Treat women with respect. Don't sexually harass them in the workplace or other places. Sure. i got no problem with that either. I've never even conducted myself that way because I don't believe it's a proper way to do things. It really isn't. I have some old-fashioned values, and quite frankly, if you want to make a woman's acquaintance, whether it's dating or anything else, you know, that has to be done with respect. That has to be done with, uh, I feel time. And, and, and maybe, uh, you, what they used to call wooing, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you, you're dancing, uh, you, you're having a good time, you're having a conversation, you get to learn each other, and that naturally goes to these sort of things. Okay? You don't get to kiss a woman in, until you earn it. I'm sorry. That's just the way I come about in believing it, and that's the way I say it. Okay? Because until then, you just kiss her out of the blue, or you are sexually, literally sexually assaulting her. And I don't have a problem with that terminology, because I know that's wrong. But you got some feminists over there that everything about men is wrong. When, when, when you're a feminist and you're calling men, uh, you know, uh, soon to be rapist or could be rapist or one day will be a rapist, it's idiotic. It's wrong. And it's definitely sexist because you're putting down an entire group uh, agenda over some behaviors that only a fraction of them do. That's wrong. Or you're, or you're putting them down because, um, you know, they must have sexually harassed somebody in the past, so therefore we can always just call them that now. Potential sexual harassment is idiotic. And of course that's wrong, because lots of, lots of men have observed the proper behavior. Lots of men have, have, have gone away from that. And a lot of men who did do that maybe didn't realize that and they got away from that. Because remember, a lot of the sexual harassment, especially in, in, in the past, could have been more verbal than it was something that was, um, 
physical. In fact, sometimes sexual harassment could just be, you know, having some nudie calendar in, in your desk area of your workplace, where it's neither verbal or, or physical, but something that's like that. And you didn't, you just never thought about it. You know, oh my God, it's just probably not good. And it didn't have to be a nudie thing. It could be a Sports Illustrated thing where the, where the women are wearing tasteful bathing suits, but still. That might offend somebody, and then you take that down. Okay, I was guilty of that, but otherwise I don't really say and, and try to do anything bad. Fine. And people have learned from all that. And they learn from that when it's pointed out, I think, in a professional and, and, and in even a fair manner. But you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to help anybody, your cause or anybody else, if everybody is you know, a possible rapist. Everybody is a possible sexual harasser. You know, or like some of the extreme racial movements right now, you know, white people are all bigoted. They're born that way. It's built into the, I like this one, they're built into the DNA. Because, you know, you can't get any more racist than that. They used to say that about, like, black people, like, a hundred years ago. They were born to steal and, and do bad things. Now I, I'm a white guy and, you know, Italian at that. We don't even consider ourselves white. But in my DNA, I must be racist somewhere. Not only is this sort of terminology and this thinking harmful, you know, I honestly think it's beyond bigoted. It might be like mega bigoted. <laughs> you know, it's it's right up there with, with eugenics, you know, and try to, you know, create people to be something that they're not through some lab experiment. In your case, it's not a lab experiment, though. It's some kind of verbal, idiotic discriminatory type of language and thinking but there's people out there that that think and do this we need to be careful as writers to not adopt that kind of thinking or the some of that political nonsense behind it i tell writers all the time please do not mimic these these silly politicians your job as a writer is not to be a politician your job is to be able to speak the truth, to point things out that need to be pointed out, even if that means they might make somebody uncomfortable, even if that means it makes a friend kind of think about you twice, even if it means if you're in a political group and now they're not too excited about you because, you know, hey, you should not be in any political anything if they're not willing to talk the truth, if they're not willing to support the things that they say they believe, if they're not willing to use, you know, deceptive language because if they're willing to use that then they don't really even believe in what they believe in it's just something to get made make it make a gain in somewhere then you're engaging in dishonesty and you're part of the problem instead of part of the solution all right that's folks that is it for now it's a shorter show but those are the terms i was able to uh rustle up here we've done a few shows like this uh in the past i think this is like the third type we've done so far but they usually have a different title, but uh, they're about the same things. Using words to hurt people and disguise things versus being honest, being uh, forthright, being candid. That's what we need to do, folks. We need more of that in society, not less. And I'm sorry to say we live in a society now where you're not going to get much of that from the media or politics or government or even sometimes religion. Sometimes the only time you're going to get something honest from somebody is if they're writing something or, you know, if they're having a, a private conversation with you. And sometimes not even then. 
So strive to get closer to the truth, folks. Hold on to it and use it, because there'll be days where there's the only thing that's going to save you from the insanity out there. All right, folks, that was episode 251. Stupid terms for stupid times. This is Strength to Be Human. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Wassey. God bless and good night.